0: Welcome to Eternal Leadership, a show dedicated to equipping and inspiring leaders to accomplish what God has created in them. I'm Steve Ryder, co-founder and co-host. Here's this week's interview by my partner, John Ramstead.
1: Welcome to this edition of Eternal Leadership. Today I'm going to talk to you about something that I think is just critical that we understand. Uh, I'll never forget back when I was going through recovering from my accident and figuring out what I needed to do next— you know, how to connect to my calling. And the re- way that I did that is I really tapped into my passions and just what brought me alive. That, you know, I think that really helps connect us to the why. And then the the other part of, you know, that gives us this direction in our life. Then we have to kind of figure out um, what is what is it that's going to power that. And that is really our gifts, our strengths, and our skills. But what we do... And how we do it is determined by how we show up, who we are, who we're being as a person. And I think the way that we do that with integrity is we have to really get in touch with our core values. I'll never forget when I was working with my coach and I told him, you know, I think I really need to get in touch with how I'm wired. And he he said, you know what, what if you ask yourself, how did God wire you? And this started a really deep process of just self-discovery. And what I came up with is these core values. The, the, they're hardwired in this. You know, they're, they're who we are. You know, not who we'd like to be, not who we think we should be. But, you know, they're who we are in our life right now. And, you know, another way to put it is that these core values that we have, they represent our unique and individual essence is our ultimate and most fulfilling form of expression and in how we relate to others, you know our values also just serve as a compass, pointing out you know what it means to be true to ourselves, how do we live in our integrity in everything that we do? and when we honor our values on just a regular and a consistent basis, life is good, life is fulfilling when you're clear on your values, important life decisions they're easier to make and outcomes I believe they're they're more fulfilling however the the process of clarifying values is often difficult. It frequently makes people intellectualize or fantasize uh, you know whereas you know we want to look into our life and uncover the values that are already there in our day to day actions and interactions. you know that's one of the reasons selecting values from a list seldom works. You know the list becomes this opportunity to vote on the most desirable or socially acceptable values rather than you know, serving as a mechanism to identify who we really are. Selecting values from a list reinforces this intellectual urge to figure it out and get the words right. And your values are observable. They live in the world. Thus, I don't believe that we benefit from picking our values from a list. So, you know, as a coach, when I work with people, uh, it's my job to really assist people in viewing their life in such a way that their values are revealed, and working in values is one of the most important things that people can do, but sometimes it's difficult to get a perspective on our values. You know, coaching works really well in some cases because a coach can ask questions, provide scenarios that take you into your life rather than into your head. You know, values clarification allows you to examine and articulate your values. The exact wording, it it really matters. And what is important in the short run is that you know the label or what you come up with really resonates with you. So value clarification is enormously helpful in getting to know who you are at the core. So working in your core values, it's gonna facilitate fulfilling choices strategizing appropriate actions, recognizing situations in which values are an issue. And a lot of people I've worked with, they've struggled with finding the right words. You know, they're constrained. They feel like they have to find that perfect word. And the value uh, really has a much more emotional meaning than the definition of a single word allows. Uh, In fact, each individual has his or her unique meaning for each value. We may have different meanings, even though we use the same word. You and I. So I have created a download for everybody. If you'd like to grab it, that will help you and enhance everything I'm going to be sharing with you on this podcast. All you have to go to is eternalleadership.com dot com forward slash one twenty six one two six. You know, and as you go through this exercise, I would recommend you use a pencil with an eraser. Uh, I found that people are sometimes reluctant to write things down. In pen. And when you start thinking about your values and things that come to mind as we go through this, um, you know, you, I want you to use phrases. And maybe you want to put slash marks between different words, but here's an example. So let's just say one of the first values that comes to your mind is integrity. I'm going to live in my integrity, but what does that really mean? And I, and I would uh, have you make a phrase out of that. So maybe it's integrity slash integrity. Maybe it's integrity slash honestly slash walk the talk. Or maybe it's integrity slash the whole person slash congruent. It's more descriptive. It's more about what your value is. Maybe it's leadership. Leadership can definitely be a value. So, you know, one of mine is leadership, empower, collaborative. That is the value of leadership, right? It could be leadership uh, slash decisive slash powerful. So when creating these value strings, you know, place the most significant term at the beginning, such as integrity or leadership. You know, this takes time. It may take literally sometimes several months to come up with a really complete list of values because values show up over time in our life. And it's unlikely that we'll be able to capture them accurately and completely just in one sitting. You know, the, the, Values that are fully defined and elaborated on become a powerful tool in pointing you toward fulfilling choices as you approach major crossroads in your life or you get off track. So as you're listening to this, go back and identify, just think about just those peak moments in your life that was just really rewarding or pointing or just this bright spot, this bright memory. And it's important that, you know, the time frame, you know, be a moment in time. You know, we all have so many experiences, but think about that, something that really stands out to you. And then ask yourself, when you put yourself back in that specific moment and ask yourself, what was happening? You know, who was present and what was going on? You know, what are the values that were being honored in that moment? You know, acknowledge, you know, what you're hearing uh, to yourself and keep probing. Uh, you know, test words to see what value really resonates to yourself. You know, ask yourself, you know, why was that important to me? You know, is there a value of accomplishment or achievement in that experience? Or did I feel my energy go up when I remembered that day? Does it sound like you were honoring a value around, you know, nature or the value of a connection? You know, does that sound right to you? You know, there's going to be a really strong response when the words ring true. You know, expand on that first word you came up with. For that example, what does accomplishment mean to you? You know, what, what words elaborate maybe on your value of connection? Keep looking at those peak moments, seeking, you know, experiences that you find particularly rich and fulfilling that you've already lived through in your life. Now, another way to isolate values is to go to the opposite extreme. You know, looking at times when we were angry, frustrated, or upset, you know, this often will lead to identification of a value that was being suppressed. First, you know, name that feeling and the circumstance around th- what was upsetting you, and then flip it over and look at the opposite side of those feelings. For example, you know, you, you might be thinking in that moment, I felt trapped. I was backed into the corner. I had no choices. You know, what, you know, if you were trapped, cornered without choice, if you flip that over, you know, it sounds like, you know, your value could be maybe freedom or to have options, or to have choices. So start looking at things from different perspectives. See what the value there that was not being honored. So it's, it's not so important that the vocabulary is right. It's important that the word just feels really right to you. So to fur- further illustrate this, um, you know, if you felt frustrated, um, you kept spinning your wheels and doing the same things over and over, um, what is the other side of that? Is it a value for, maybe is it creativity or innovation? Many of us have created our life in such a way that we automatically and easily honor many of our values without even being aware that we're doing it. Therefore, we may not even recognize them as values until something gets in the way. So the key here is to point out that every upset or moment of distress is likely a signal that a value is being suppressed or it's not being honored. Okay, now another way for you to identify your values is to look at what you must have in your life. You know, beyond the physical requirements of food, shelter, community, what must you have in your life in order to be fulfilled? You know, must you have, you know, creative self expression? Must you have adventure and excitement? Uh, Must you have partnership or collaboration? You know, must you be moving toward a sense of accomplishment or success or be surrounded with natural beauty? You know, an underlying question for the process is, what are the values you absolutely must honor or just part of you just feels like it's just not alive? You know, we're all capable sometimes of obsessive behavior. And if you ask my wife, she would definitely tell you that uh, there's a couple of these values that I have either inflated or made into a demand, you know, rather than a, a form of self-impression. You've probably had an experience like this in your own life. You know, maybe you had a roommate whose value of, of you know, orderliness became an obsessive demand for perfection. Um, you know, our friends and family often do this as a service by pointing out this uh, expression of our values. Like, you know, hey, you, you are so controlling. Or all you think about is business. Or you want all the attention. You know, these statements might point toward a value of, you know, personal power, leadership, learning and growth, recognition and acknowledgement. And those are all values that we can have. Examine those times maybe you've taken certain values to an extreme. What is it that people say about you? You know, what do you say about yourself? What is it that people tease you about or just drives you crazy? These are important values here. And they've been mutated for some reason. So look for the value. Don't focus on the mutation, so to speak. So once you've gone through this exercise and you have some clarity on your values, one of the most potent tools for making really good choices is what I what I call the values based decision matrix. Okay. So after you've brainstormed your list of values, rank your top ten values in priority order. Right? Lance Wall now calls this the turn, tournament of champions. And then score them based on your sense of satisfaction in that value to the degree, you know, know, that you're honoring each value. Use a scale of 0 to 10 for each of the values. And you're going to find this exercise really revealing. People are often shocked at what they learn about themselves. You know, over the years, I've noticed that when things are going particularly well, um, the scores are typically pretty high across the board. But when we're struggling, we're at a low point, the values that we can have in our matrix can sometimes, you know, determine where corrective action is needed. So when you're facing a, a major decision, uh, whether to make a job change or, or start a new business, you know, maybe even it's, you know, do you have a, another, another child? Um, you know, Don and I, for five years, kept talking about, should we have um, you know, number three turned about can be one of the most amazing blessings in our life, but it was a big decision for us. So that you know, looking at where our values score uh, can be pretty revealing. So you know, score your values today. Out two months, a year, sometime in the future, you know, imagine uh, that you made some changes. Anticipate, write down what your scores would be if you made those changes. So next, imagine that you did not make the change, and record those scores. You know, this exercise will provide you with just a useful insight about making fulfilling choices. Because values are such an important way that we order our life and make choices, it is essential that we continue to look at this area. Values could conceivably be examined in every decision we have to make, uh, either to help make a choice, uh, clarify and reinforce a course of action, you know, ask yourself, what is the value that would be honored if we made that choice, if we did that? So when we honor our value, three things happen. First, the, you know, they just add additional fuel to the motivational fire and help, you know, just build this, this internal steam toward action. Second, they undermine the work um, of anybody outside that's trying to sabotage what we're doing Because action based on values is more powerful than the reasons for not taking action um, or for maybe even taking some other course of action. And number three, when you're working in your values, you're going to have a much more fulfilling life. So working in our core values, I think, is just crucial to how we show up as we go through life. It is what informs what we do, how we do it, why we do it. I really think that having this clarity on core values is something that's going to really accelerate the results that you're having in life. And I'm just uh, happy to be on this journey with you. I'd love any comments, uh, you know, that came out of just listening to this. Go to eternalleadership.com forward slash 126. I'd love for you to leave a comment and uh, and hear from you personally. So also remember, go to iTunes. I'd love to ha- have you leave a review for us and subscribe to the podcast that's how iTunes does the ratings. Uh, our goal is to have this in the top 100 of leadership podcasts where we've been on a number of times. And we're one of the only faith-based podcasts that's, that's been able to do that. And that's because of you guys. So thank you so much. Have a great day and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Eternal Leadership. Be sure to check the summary of this MP3 for any important links and a link to the show notes for this episode. As I said at the top, this edition of Eternal Leadership has been brought to you by Marketplace Rock. Is there something that feels like it's blocking your business? The team at Marketplace Rock partners with you in unearthing those things that could be holding you back through intercessory prayer. John and I can't recommend the team highly enough. In fact, our phone calls with them are the highlight of our week. Visit them online, MarketplaceRock.com, or listen to either of Amy Everett's past interviews with us. Episodes 4 and 66, marketplacerock.com. For John Ramstead, I'm Steve Ryder, and thank you for listening to Eternal Leadership.